Hello and welcome to Can't Find My Way Home, the podcast where expats from around the globe talk about the music and art scene in their adopted home. I'm your host, Craig. In this episode of Can't Find My Way Home, I was joined by SJ, aka SJ the Artisan. SJ grew up in Youngstown, Ohio, and has been living in Shenzhen, China for a few years now. SJ details how he got into music in the first place, those early influences, and how he merged his musical and beat-making skills to take him to the next level. We also get some insight into the songwriting, production, and beat-making process, and why it's essential to get the lyrics, production, and the mix right. What's it like to play to audiences in Asia? What kind of reaction does he get to his music? And just what kind of effect the pandemic has had on his career? Just some of the topics we get into. There's his filmmaking projects, releasing a single a month, the clothing line that's in the works, as well as the online music course that he's putting together. Let's get right to it, SJ. I'm hailing from Youngstown, Ohio. I currently live in Shenzhen, China now. And just my humble beginnings is I started doing music in my mom's living room, um, just making beats with my brothers and stuff. And then I started writing raps to those beats. And that's kind of like how my artistry and that kind of how my music career like kind of had its inception. And then, you know, just over time, you know, just, you know, just getting better at the craft and all that. And started performing locally and then regionally, you know, decided it was time to like just kind of just skip the whole national thing and go international. And so uh, I moved to China and started kind of doing my thing here. You know, for a time it was it was really great, you know, but but now with COVID and everything, and all the restrictions, it's, it's a little bit hard to move the way that I want to move now, at least at least here in China. Probably not the rest of the world, though. They seem to be kind of moving the goalposts a little bit, you know. They're it's okay for a while, and then they change it, and then it goes back again, and then it's kind of one step forward and two steps back. And for anyone to try and make a, a living uh, in the kind of entertainment business or anything like that, or hospitality business for that matter, it's uh, it's not the best situation. Huh? Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens next year, but yeah, this year has just really not been the greatest when it comes to performing and and DJing and all that stuff. Tell us a little about the the beat making then, because you've got a great website, and it's really uh, I don't know where you got all the time. Man. I mean, this in a positive way. You're like, there's all these kind of videos running, and you're doing all this stuff, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm kind of blown away. I'm like, man. And then there's um, what was the thing I saw the other day? It's a bit when you're kind of giving people advice about how to kind of make a start in the music business. But it was a TikTok clip, I think it was. And you were kind of just kind of giving like a one or two minute uh, speech about, yeah. you know, how how, how, to, how to get going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I, I just figured like once I had all of the the time, you know, all of the time to really do what I really wanted to do. That's kind of how I just implemented the the plan to like just, you know, kind of post a lot of the stuff on social media, like whether it's like some motivational things or kind of giving advice about, you know, what I think about the, the music and like how to at least get started. And then, you know, I'm, I'm going to do a lot more different videos, um, but I, I'm, in, I'm kind of enjoying it so far. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying that process so far. 
And, you know, thanks again on, on the website. You know, I've, I've spent a lot of time on it. I'm really, I'm really proud of it. You know, actually, I'm wearing my brand right now. Quite right, man. If we kind of go back a little bit then, was there, um, were you coming from like, a, was there always music in the house when you were growing up as a kid? And uh, what kind of things were you influenced by when you were younger? I mean, you're still young, right? But you know what I mean? Yeah, I, there was a lot of music growing up. Like, unfortunately, uh, there, was, there wasn't a lot of rap in the house um but my mom did allow like tupac and nas in the house but i've mostly grew up on like funk music i've, I've grown up on like prince and earth wind and fire parliament funkadelic yeah like all of that well it's a great base for uh for some of those um other kind of music you make you know samples and stuff like that right that's like a never never ending supply of great grooves right there you know or inspiration for great grooves yeah. even oh yeah for sure was that uh, one of those things when you were inspired by uh, one thing in particular, you know, that kind of uh, led you down a, a musical path or a musical direction? Yeah, I would say all of those really kind of gave me that that molding and really trying to, it, it really inspired me to, to, I guess, do a lot more musical stuff than how traditional rap is, because at least, you know, at least rap in its pure form is really just based on a lot of samples and stuff. And me being uh, also a musician, like I was thinking, you know, how can I take this inspiration and then create something like from my, from my own mind? Like how, how can I create something for myself, you know, versus like sampling other people. So that's kind of really how I got inspired. Cause there was a lot of influences um, with the, like I said, with the funk movement growing up. What were your first steps then when you, I'm curious from this point of view, what was your first steps into doing it for yourself? Did you start out with a little kind of beat maker or how, how did it happen for you in the kind of beginning? Yeah, that's exactly how it started off. It started off with me um, actually making orchestral tunes. And after that, like once me and my brother started making beats, it was kind of more, you know, rap contemporary stuff like that. And after we started making the beats, then I started thinking like, okay, what if I wrote the raps to these beats? What if I started writing songs instead of just making beats? And then that's kind of how that whole thing started. I think for a lot of people who are not, I think everyone's familiar with the the genre, but it's uh, yeah. Where does it start? You know, it's a kind of does it start with the beats or does it start with the 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 rap or the lyrics? It's kind of. Would you say it's much easier today to make, uh, you know, to to make your own beats and stuff just mm. with the the amount of so, uh, software and technology? And would you say anyone can do it? I would say anyone has the access to do it. But I think you st it still requires some skill to actually craft songs, craft beats, and and also be able to marriage the two together. Also have that marriage between the, the music and the lyrics. I think that that's a skill in and of itself. And then also at the same time, you also have to make the sounds sound good. So there's another layer on top of that. So you also have to not only have the production right but also the lyrics right and then you also have to get the mix right so once you have that whole three that whole trinity if you will 
then you have something in my because opinion. i think there's a bit of a misnomer about how this is created it's like you just kind of press a button and then that's it right so it's like in one kind of uh, one kind of box you know and you're like okay let's take this one and that one and then put it together yeah. and there we go voila it's all it's all done but that's maybe not the case right it's uh, a lot of blood sweat and tears to kind of get to where you want to be or trial and error for that matter right just kind of absolutely absolutely a lot <laughs> since we were uh, talking about the the kind of creation of music and beats in general and how does it how does this type of music go across uh, where your bass just now is, Jay? Yeah, man. It's really cool because being being from America and also, you know, performing in Asia, it's almost like I am an authority on hip hop, you know, because of where I come from. And but it, it didn't just start there. Like it also started in America. And I feel like you know, there were some artists that were from my hometown and they, they really had a really great performance set. And so I kind of like modeled my set off of, you know, what they were doing and just get, like just how high their energy was bringing that to China and all sorts of different places in the world, at least in Asia. Uh, it, it's almost like it had the same effect and it was a, a really positive reaction, really positive um reception of the music it, it was something that I, I didn't feel like i was confident in to begin with but then once i started performing in different states and then also different countries it, it seemed like the the same effects started happening you know in all of these different places so then i i thought to myself okay now i know i have something so how do we take that and then build upon it it seems that the the last two years might have put a bit of a kind of dent in this, you know, just as a, from a logistic point of view, like just as we were saying earlier, like to try and get, uh, <laughs> to, to get out there and play. Yeah. No, no, I was just going to say, um, it, it really, it really has put a, a damper on things, especially this year, this year alone has, has really put a damper on stuff. But I would say at least from early 2020, like April, 2020 up until, like February of this year, there was always stuff going on. There was always stuff to do, but you know, we still go on and <laughs> we still go on. Some of your experiences then. So you just mentioned countries that you've played outside. It seemed from your, uh, your bio there that you played in Hong Kong and Japan as well as China, a similar reception in all of these kind of places, you know, you've been quite uh, pleasantly surprised by it. You know? Absolutely. Yeah, I've just been real, like, I didn't realize, like, that I had something until I started performing in all of these different places. And it was really interesting to see that, oh, wow, okay, these people have the same positive reception that they do in these places, but they're completely separate, they're different places. So it was a really interesting experience seeing, like, people really resonated with my music or maybe they resonated with my passion behind the music so yeah it was it was it was a really awesome thing and some of the kind of messages in your songs or some of the lyrics that you're um that you know you're 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 talking about in your music does that kind of transpond well transpond is that even a word does that transfer well to the kind of uh you know the overall picture or the overall 
uh, vibe you're trying to get across, or is it just more like the they kind of break it down step by step? So first they get they're getting the beat, and then they're kind of taking on the lyrics on board. Like I said before, is just have the marriage between the two. So whether you fall in love with the beat first, or whether you fall in love with the lyrics first, as long as you like at the end of the song, you're like, oh yeah, that was a good song. Instead of like, oh, I like the beat or I like the lyrics. Uh, everybody's different though, but my aim is to make sure that they like the song because it's the marriage between the two. Me and my friend uh, and Seth, we have we have a partnership that we have going on. So we have a a film, like a film studio that we're starting up. So you know we kind of agreed to do stuff together and that's kind of how that was born it's going pretty well actually you know i've i've been a little bit i've been slacking a little bit on the on the videos but we've been shooting them like we've been shooting the videos um i just haven't gotten all of the videos out so i'm still working on them i just want to make sure that uh i just want to make sure that they're they're good <laughs> you know before they come out and also like having the time to do it cuz i i want to make sure that at least they don't have to be perfect, but I want to. I want to make sure I I get the vision out first. And what kind of tech are you using? You're using a drone. So we're using a cinema camera. Actually, we're using a cinema camera right now. So we're using that, and then also we're using drones. We're using like other DSLRs. Sometimes when we're in a pinch, we'll use something like the Osmo Action. You know, something small like this. Sometimes we'll use this. Um, or sometimes we'll use a phone. So it, the main thing is the cinema camera. And, you know, whatever that we use to complement it, we we just have to make sure that we use that same one throughout the process. So it's giving you that kind of consistent, exactly. cis- consistent look or consistent exactly. effect. And you were saying your buddy Seth, he's uh, this is his passion or, or hobby. The, the film side of things, but is he also a musician? So he's a martial artist, and that's how that's really how we connected with, was because of uh, martial arts. So his his passion is really like martial arts and filmmaking, and that's that's kind of how we connected. Is this another string to your bow? Then what kind of martial arts are you doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm so I'm doing taekwondo right now. Um, I've I've also had experience with boxing, uh, Wing Chun. But right now, I guess the main the main one that I'm doing right now is Taekwondo. Well, having lived in South Korea for many years myself, I uh, I never I never uh, practiced it myself. But yeah, it's a it's a huge uh, global phenomenon. Uh, taekwondo. Yeah, yeah, I lived there uh, seventeen years. I lived in South 17 Korea. Seventeen years. <laughs> yeah, wow. So. <laughs> I usually get that kind of. Uh, I usually get that kind of look. They're like, but you, but you look so young. You know, how is it possible? You know. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely helps with the, or it definitely adds to the aging process. But no, I lived there for uh, from 2000 to 2017, and that's how I uh, I played in loads of bands there and that kind of stuff, and did some local radio things there too in uh, in Seoul, that's South awesome. Korea. But yeah, it was just kind of interesting the the comparison between the Chinese uh, audience. I oh, think the Chinese audiences and the South Korean audiences and how they react to different things musically and creatively and how they're because uh, there's so many young people, right? Especially where you are, right? It's the next generation. But uh, 
yeah, uh, uh, our governments or their governments might have other things to say about that, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, about that process. Right, right. <laughs> but that's a story for another day. What are you working on at the moment, then, man? What's the what's the latest project, or what's under under wraps? So right now under wraps, so I'm I'm working on this new single, uh, putting it out at the end of the month called uh, called Bourbon and Rum, and it's a it's a nice fall tune. Um, it, it's just really reminiscent of fall and kind of just getting ready for all that. So I'm still doing the whole single single a month thing. So this will be the ninth single that I've released this year. And I guess the million dollar question is, do you have another three in the bag already for the rest of the the rest of the year? I do. I do, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so <laughs> it's like I don't know how you've got all this. Man, you're you're two steps ahead of the game, which is great. What's about the best way you've found of releasing music then or getting your music out to kind of uh the public at large sg what would you say is the best medium for you or the best platform for you i tend to have a lot of positive experience with instagram and wechat yeah because i think that like those and i feel like with those two platforms it seems like they, they have a lot of upside as far as like organic reach and stuff like that and it's more at least in my opinion a lot of them are very communal based so I think that's why they do well because they there's there's more of a community to kind of tap into. One of the big questions that artists are often asked is they they say they want to try and grow their uh, whether it's a brand or a band or a sound mm. or a project whatever it is but they want to grow it organically but that seems to be the kind of the hurdle right because there's so much stuff out there and kind of all fighting for the same space. Then you add the kind of algorithm to it as well or algorithms. I think right now Instagram is the preferred choice, but I still post on TikTok. Um, I just want to make sure that I get the short form content on all platforms before I before I just give up on it altogether because it's I I, I do think it's important. It seems to be uh I had a bit of a break from podcasting from earlier this year, but for a while I would spend I tried to put something out every day on short you know, short clips and so on. But it never seemed to get much reach other than the people in my circle and stuff like that. And then it kind of becomes a bit demotivating, not because of the content or the, you enjoy what you're doing. It just seemed to be that it was just going in this kind of circle, you know, and I'm wondering how you break that circle. But maybe this is uh, this is the kind of dark secrets of algorithms and all that. Or maybe, maybe you can shed some light for us. I don't know. How do you, how do you get get a bigger share of a of an audience. Are are you talking about Instagram specifically or are you just just social media in general? Ah uh, yes, yeah. so I I guess specifically I was referring to Instagram for me and I guess it's still the same today, right? So yeah, it's pretty much the same. Mm. So I use Facebook and Instagram, that's probably about it, you know. I think right now reels seem to be the most important to Instagram right now. So Posting a lot of video, a lot of video content is um, is key in my opinion. Like like short clips, like little little um, one minute snippets or minute and a half snippets or something like that. I think those do better, and and they're still like on the organic reach. So it's not going to be like that forever, but at least for right now, 
yeah, just posting those and, and also kind of being consistent with it too. Like I know like myself, I know I have an issue with being consistent because I was consistent for like, I don't know, maybe two years, like straight posting every day, four times a day. And then I just, just got tired of it. So I'm trying to work my way back to it. It does. It wears you out, man. It's, it's definitely, I can, uh, I can totally sympathize with that just because you put a lot into it. And then whether this is a, a kind of psychological thing, you maybe not, seen any great return on it or it's just fatigue maybe that's the way to describe it you know it's 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 hard going out there man it's hard to be consistent and just to kind of keep going because you have time constraints as well right you you have other things to do in your life from from time to time you know right but it seems to be that this is uh yeah if, if we could work out how to break that that cycle then i think that would be a better deal for all of us uh, what are your plans for the for the months ahead? Then are, are you going to be staying in China for a while, or are you? Uh for the time being, yeah, yeah, for the time being, because there's a lot of things that I'm that I'm like working on right now that kind of requires me to be here, like especially like with my my new clothing brand that I'm still uh, developing and stuff like that. I want to make sure that I get that off the ground before uh, before anything, at least like try to kind of get it to a point where I can automate the process and then I can kind of like, you know, kind of do my own thing while it's, you know, automating on its own. Well, that's a nice segue in. SJ, tell us a little more about your, uh, your clothing brand. So right now it's not an official name, but like I'm, I'm calling it the artisan clothing kind of just playing off of, you know, SJ, the artisan. And, you know, I, I was kind of searching for, a symbol to kind of signify like what I'm trying to represent. And then I, I kind of came across, you know, this, this symbol here. And it, it, it very important to me because it, it not only signifies like black power and black excellence, but also it signifies like balance and also how, how you want to move in life. So, you know, my goal is to like not only resonate with, like black people and Asian people, but also people who resonate with trying to have balance in their lives. And I think that's what the artist in clothing is supposed to be about. It's supposed to be about balance. Uh, are you going for the full range? Are you going for shirts, t-shirts, hoodies? What else can we kind of expect in the range? Oh yeah, we're doing everything. We, we, we're going to do everything. <laughs> I, I want to do it you know, it's just, I want to do it like small, small collections at a time first, you know, so that, that way I kind of get used to the process and then maybe expand, you know, as, as, as the, the brand gets bigger. You doing the designs yourself or have you got a little, uh, where do you take your designs to, to get a second opinion, for example? Well, right now, yes, I'm doing these designs myself, but Really, I'm just kind of asking my friends and and people who I collaborate with. You know, what do you what do you think about this? And I, I they they give me real feedback and not just like saying, "Oh, that looks good," just because they're you know my friends or whatever. But I but they're actually giving me real feedback about you know what it what it means to them and what it what it represents. <laughs> Definitely. So uh, we can go and check out. I'm pointing up here, but we can go and check on your website. There is a there is a merch section there, right? So you can go and get lost there and check it all out. 
Exactly. Yeah. SJTheArtisan.com. There we go. There's no publicity like self publicity, right? So that's what we're here for, man. To share <laughs> sure. to share the word. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I'm developing a, a music course, and it's really just taking, taking everything from start to finish, from the idea to the finished song, and it's something that I've been I've been wanting to do for a while, and you know I I got to thank my my marketer for this because oh you know when we were meeting when we were doing our initial meetings, uh, we were just kind of figure out like you know what we want like SJ the artisans to stand for what we want the brand to be, you know, how can we expand on the education of music and, and stuff like that. Um, so right now I'm just kind of in the, the development phase. Like I have like my outlines and now I kind of just need to make sure that everything is more clear and concise, like moving forward with the, with the course. So I actually have a, uh, a website that I'm going through to um, to do the course, and and then like I'll I'll put it on sjtheartisan.com and then you'll be able to link through it. So like when you click on courses or whatever, you'll be able to see the course and then click into it. I would like to have it ready by January. That's that's where I'm, that's where I'm aiming. If not January, then maybe February. I'm probably going to break them down in, in different chunks. Um, so that way the, the videos don't run too long. You just read my mind there. I was thinking more like the, the attention span of people. It's kind of a, it's a, not as long as it used to be, maybe, you know, so it's about just getting your, your message out there. And uh... nah, I mean, I just want to say that I'm just so excited about like, you know, the the clothing brand i'm excited about developing the course you know just the website itself i'm so excited about just moving forward with like new music and just new content new products and i cannot wait to see where it goes like i i'm i'm so inspired like i feel very very inspired lately and i just want to be able to share that inspiration with the world i know that sounds very cliche and 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 uh, mushy and, and stuff like that, but I really do believe it, like in in what I'm doing so like so much right now, and I'm I'm just so excited to to really double down and make sure that it's just really awesome for people. You can follow Can't Find My Way Home on Instagram at can't.findmywayhome, on Facebook at Expat Music Pod, and of course you can find us on Spotify, Anchor.fm, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts from, you'll find us there. Until the next one, this is Greg saying, cheers. Cheers.